Lecture topic. Lessons from the sacrifices behind the Hijra calendar. When a mu'min takes the opportunity to reflect, to reconnect, in fact, every time that the new moon would be sighted, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to start off with, would look for the moon. This is also sunnah, to search for the new moon. So on the 29th, to come out and to search for the moon, this is a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Unfortunately, this is also a sunnah that is often neglected. It's only at the time when people are searching for the moon of Ramadan or searching for the moon of Eid. That is the time people come out sometimes in their numbers. But other than that, it is often neglected. So this is also a sunnah to bring alive. In any case, when the new moon would be sighted, Nabi Kareem sallallahu would recite a dua. He would recite the dua. In one hadith it is narrated, he would first say Allahu Akbar. And then the dua that is narrated, there are different narrations, but in one narration this is the wording of the hadith sharif of the dua. Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil amni wal iman wa salamati wal islam. And then he would address the moon and say, Rabbi wa Rabbukallah. Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil amni wal iman. Ya Allah, bring this moon upon us, meaning the advent of this month. Let the commencement of this month start off in such a way for us. Bil amn with security and iman. Security. Our mind normally with the word security only goes to the security of our material things. Indeed that too is something that we make dua for every mu'min, Allah Ta'ala secure everybody's life, wealth, property, possessions. But as much as we will make dua for that, be concerned for that, for ourselves, for others, far more important than that is the security of our deen, the security of our iman. Because dunya, one day every person has to leave it and go. No matter how secure he makes it, it's never going to remain forever with him. Neither is he going to remain forever with it. Sooner or later that day will come when a person has to leave everything behind and go. But at that time, the only thing that will be of benefit to him is his deen. So the security of his deen. Person tries to secure things, so that in the time of need, he has access to it. So when a person now is afraid of certain situations that might come about, so he's putting something aside somewhere else, some foreign offshore investments, and different kind of ways and means to secure himself at the time of need. That Allah forbid something goes haywire, all kinds of terminology, See, somebody says that it goes pear-shaped, whatever the shape of the pear might be, Allah knows. So, the point is, people are concerned all the time. Something doesn't work out as we hope. Something goes against expectations. Something goes against what we are accustomed to. Now suddenly there's a different situation. What are we going to do? So we need to secure something elsewhere for the time of need. So when a person is laid down in his cover, there's a need there as well. 
and what is going to be the security for the cover at that time the questions are going to be man rabbuk wa ma dinuk wa ma taqulu fi hadha ar-rajul the security is going to be the security of iman man rabbuk who is your rabb the security of deen ma dinuk the security of the extent of emulation and connection we had with nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam how closely we followed his mubarak sunnah that is the provisions for the cover because that the question that's going to be asked so now the person mashallah some offshore investments are all in place but this is also a kind of offshore is out of this world beyond all the shores of this dunya now what security has been put into place for that so now this dua is teaching us we need to be concerned about that security too these duas that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make on the various occasions were not only duas on the one side it was dua and a means of gaining the protection of allah taala gaining blessings from allah taala gaining all the benefits that come with it in terms of barakah in terms of so many things in deen and dunya but together with that these were all ta'lim the great deep lessons in everything the lesson in this was also that be concerned about the security of our iman say allah bring this moon upon us bring this month upon us bil amni wal iman with amn with security and iman meaning make it as time when we become steadfast on our deen steadfast on iman become firm on iman all the storms of fitna that are blowing Ya Allah you keep us so firm that this does not affect us in any way. And was salamati wal islam. Ya Allah bring this moon upon us with salamati with safety. Safety again safety in our deen, safety in our dunya as well, safety in whatever is important to us. So the most important is our deen. Now all the concerns that we have is everything catered for. when a person recites these duas consciously and he connects himself to allah taala already that becomes a great strength within himself he feels at ease many a person gets so overcome by all the things that are happening around the world and around in our own country and we're not that just merely just thinking about it and the discussions are only about it and everything that he reads is about it the person despite having everything with ease with afiyat he is safe he is secure where he is for the time being there is no issue but that worry and that concern that he has brought in his mind as a result of all the time just dwelling on all this he is despite having no problem in total problem he's got no financial problem at the moment but he is already a nervous wreck about what if everything is going to collapse but right now nothing collapsed right now everything is there for him but he's already living as if it's collapsed within himself he's already living that kind of anxiety that kind of fear that kind of uh, misery he's currently enjoying the nemas of allah taala but with all the things that he has occupied his mind and heart with he is as if without it so now these halat are there that's a reality can't 
deny the reality what's going on and therefore a person does what's within his capacity to take care of his situation nobody in his right mind will leave his house door wide open leave his car switched or the doors open and the key also in the ignition and then say well okay he's got his full trust in Allah Ta'ala that is not the way that tawakkul is adopted he will take the means i'aqil wa tawakkal Nabi Karim Sallallahu said to that one sahabi tie your camel but trust in Allah Ta'ala don't trust on your tying your tying doesn't secure it the security comes from Allah Ta'ala so don't rely on your tying but now the point is that if a person does what's in his capacity but more importantly he connects himself to Allah Ta'ala more importantly he occupies his heart and mind about his safety in the akhirat what's going to be his condition in Qabr so dunya is there the reality is around us and whatever is in his capacity he'll do to take care of his situation but his mind and heart will be occupied about akhirat then that will make him feel at ease in dunya already Allah forbid if something is going to happen one year's time, ten years time he's worrying about it now, he's not going to change it but at least he'll live with peace now so this is the benefit of connecting ourselves to Allah Taala, and one of the ways and the means of that is to connect ourselves with all the things that Nabi Kareem has taught us among them are these du'as very very great benefit in these du'as one of the benefits is this connection of the heart with Allah Ta'ala when it is done consciously done with realizing what we are saying what we are reciting what we are asking so in any case these are all the needs we have the concerns we have security safety so Allah Ta'ala has given us via Nabi Kareem Sassim the prescription of how to ask for this what to ask Allahumma illa wa alina bil amni wal iman wa salamati wal islam and wa tawfiqi lima tuhibbu wa tarda Ya Allah you make this time such that we get showered with tawfiq and the ability from your side for all that which you are pleased with and which you are happy with what you love Ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of all those actions all those things in other words, Ya Allah, this time, this month now, new month has come. Ya Allah, this month must go in a way that we conduct ourselves in your obedience. And we stay far away from sin, from your disobedience. Then Nabi Kareem would address the moon. Say, Rabbi wa Rabbukallah, my Rabb and your Rabb as well. You might be so bright and so big in size and whatever else but you also Allah's creation your light also is not your own doing your light also is Allah Ta'ala's gift and you also in Allah Ta'ala's control and the day will come وَإِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ وَإِذَا النُّجُومُ كَدَرَتْ وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ سُجِّرَتْ وَإِذَا الْعِشَارُ عُطِّلَتْ when all the sun will also be split and will the stars will fall and everything will go completely, will be destroyed. On that day, the reality will be as clear as daylight, and there will be no daylight also on that day. That everything is purely in Allah Ta'ala's control. Everything else will be destroyed. So in any case, 
this tawheed and this reaffirmation of the oneness of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah alone is the doer, in the end this is that lesson, Rabbi wa Rabbuk Allah, my Rabb and your Rabb is Allah Ta'ala. So when Allah is our Rabb and Allah alone is our Rabb, so in all conditions, in all situations we turn to Allah Ta'ala alone. The month of Muharram, when it comes, it is the new year that starts. We talk about new year, so the year, obviously, of the Hijra calendar. So one is out of necessity, out of need. We keep in touch with what is the date in terms of the Gregorian calendar, January, February, we understand now. That's what we use in terms of day-to-day things. Out of the need, we use it. We keep track of it. We know the dates. But more important than that for us as Mu'mineen is to know the Islamic date. That is why searching for the moon also is so important. Our Iban here, when Abraham came with his elephants to come and destroy the Kaaba Sharif, but Allah Ta'ala caused his whole army to be destroyed, and the little birds with small little pebbles in their mouths and beaks, and they dropped these pebbles on those elephants, huge mighty elephants, Allah Ta'ala caused them to perish with these small little pebbles. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala reminds us about this incident. Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil feel. Alam bij'al kaydahum fi tadlil. Arsala alayhim tayran ababil. This entire incident, Allah Ta'ala mentions this in these few lines in the Quran Sharif. So the point is that everything was at that time judged because this was such an extraordinary event. So people remembered this, they remembered things in reference to this incident. Umar al said, no, we need a, something as a starting point for the Islamic calendar. So he made mashura with the Sahaba and somebody said certain event should be the starting point. Somebody said certain thing. Eventually, after much discussion, the Hijrah was made the starting point. That the year that Nabi Karim made Hijrah, that will be now termed as the first year of the Islamic calendar. So now we came so many years from that first year of Hijrat. So Hijrat took place later in the year, but the year starts off in Muharram from prior to that, that was the commencement of the year. So Muharram is the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the Hijrah calendar now. But now why the question is, why was the Hijrah selected? The migration of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara. Why was this selected as the event that would be the basis for the Islamic calendar? And that 1445 years later also, people will remember the Hijrah and remember it daily. If they are looking at the Islamic date every day. And if not daily, at least once a year they will, or at least every month, this is now the Hijrah calendar, new month. So why was this selected? What is the lesson in it? It was nothing that was just haphazard, anything that was just by the way, or just fancied somebody. No, these were personalities who had very deep insight into things. Allah Ta'ala had inspired their hearts. The Hijrah was that point in time when the the Hijrah became the means of deen spreading far and wide, number one. But the Hijrah itself was filled with so much of sacrifice 
that it is beyond our comprehension and understanding. And the lesson that deen has reached us, it didn't reach us just without any difficulty and hardship, with utmost sacrifice. Now it is in our hands, what do we do with it? The hijrat wasn't just some ordinary event, something that people were, the Bishawasam decided we're going to Madinah Manawara and everybody just now mounted their horses and camels and just rode off. The hijrat at that time was a very, very difficult journey and there were so many sacrifices. Nabi Karim Salaam himself left Makkah Mukarramah, so to say, from the jaws of death. His house was surrounded by the kuffar, waiting to pounce on him and assassinate him. Nauzubillah. Nabi Salaam made Hazrat Ali radiallahu sleep on his bed, and he left. And Allah Taala blinded them, and he walked right past them, and nobody realized that he left. وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدَّى مِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدَّى Nabi Salaam decided and just left, and they only realized after he left the next morning, they thinking he's still in his home. And when they realized later on, Ali radiallahu is the person there, now it became apparent that they lost him, he's out of their hands. So many aspects happened with the hijrat of Nabi Karim Salaam himself. Such difficulties and hardship, trying to avoid the kuffar, noticing them, spending that time in that cave, to no five-star luxury, sleeping somewhere in luxury, in one little cave. Three days in this cave, the ordinary thing. The Sahaba Ikram, their sacrifices, they also underwent tremendous sacrifices to take one or two incidents. And before getting to those incidents, to just understand something about Hijrat in the light of one Hadith Sharif. Nabi Karim Salaam says, Muhajiru man hajara ma nahallahu an. That who is a muhajir? Muhajir comes from hajr. Hajr means to leave. So the muhajirin, they are known as muhajirin because they left their birthplace, they left everything behind. When Nabi Karim was leaving Makkah Mukarramah, he stopped out right at the edge of Makkah Mukarramah at the outside and he turned towards it. And he looked at it and he said, addressing Makkah Mukarramah, Inni lakhayru ardillah. Innaki lakhayru ardillah. You are the best land of Allah Ta'ala. Best earth of Allah Ta'ala. Wa ahabbu ardillahi ilallah. The most beloved of the earth to Allah Ta'ala. And then further he says, Walawla anni ukhrijtu minki ma kharajtu. Had I not been forced to leave you, I would never have left. Leave his birthplace, leave his family, leave everything behind, leave everybody behind and migrate for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And likewise the Sahaba is leaving, they left Makkah Mukarramah and they made Hijrat to Madinah Munawwara. So they became the title the Quran Sharif gave them. Al-Ansar. That the foreigners among the Muhajireen and the Ansar. So this became a very great title for them. On one occasion Nabi Sallallahu was consoling the Ansar that you are so close to me Had it not been for the virtue of being a Muhajir 
I would have preferred to be among you. But Muhajir is Muhajir. But you are nevertheless so close to me, I would have been with you. So this Hijrat is such a great Amal. And then the Sahaba made the Hijrat with such great difficulty as well. The one incident, now just before that again, the Hadith Sharif, Nabi This is a Muhajir who leaves, but in the definition of the Hadith Sharif, who is a Muhajir? The Muhajir is the one man hajara who leaves. Leaves what? Leaves out what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Now one is the hijrat zahira the outward hijrat. Outward hijrat, person is living in a place where he can no more make amal on his deen. He can't perform his salah. <coughs> he's unable to fulfill the commandments of Allah Ta'ala. He's in such a place and such a time and situation that without leaving that place he cannot live his deen. The fundamentals, the pillars of Islam cannot be established. Then it becomes compulsory for him to leave. So now the Muhajireen, at that time it was hijrat was farz. hijrat is zahira, the outward hijrat. To take one, leave one's things or whatever, but physically to leave. And the other is hijratul batin. Hijrat-e-Batina, the inner Hijrat. Person is sitting one place, but he's making Hijrat. He's making Hijrat from everything Allah has forbidden. At that time, he's tempted to look at some haram, but he forsakes that haram glance. He's tempted to press buttons and to look at all kinds of filth and evil, but he leaves that out for Allah Ta'ala. He is a person while sitting there in the comfort of his home in all that lap of luxury, but he is being rewarded with the reward of hijrat. While he is sitting there, and he is being tempted with all kinds of things, but for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, he is not falling into those temptations. He is not giving in to his nafs. He is not giving in to all that haram. So, Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha, she narrates the incident about her hijrat. She was the first woman to make hijrat. So her husband, Abu Salama, he decided that now we need to make hijrat. Nabi Karim Sallallahu has given the instruction that everybody who is able to leave and go to Madinah Munawwara must come. So he decided to take his wife and child along. And as now they are preparing to leave, so the wife's family, his in-laws, they clan, they come and say, look, we got no control over you, what you do. But you have no right to take our daughter away and go somewhere else. You want to go, it's up to you, but you will not take her anywhere. And they forcefully took her away. She had no choice in the matter. Now when she, they came and took her away, so now the Abu Salama, his clan, they were not Muslim too, but they heard about this. So now that rivalry and whatever the tribalism and all these things came to the fore that how do these people think they will treat us so they came and said that you keep your daughter if you wish but the child the child is attributed to the father the child belongs to us so now the father already left because he just was first he's already gone to Makkah Mukarram Madinah Munawwara the mother and child are in Makkah Mukarramah now the mother is in her clan the father's clan come and forcefully take the little baby away. 
And she says, for one year I cried. Husband on one end, child gone somewhere, and no idea what's going on either side. Was Hijrat just happened just like that? She says, for one year I spent one year crying. And one year later, my family people, some people took pity that how long you're going to let this continue? Why don't just let her go now? So finally they decided, okay, let her go to Medina Manawara. So when they decided to let her go, the other clan also said, well, okay, since you're allowing her to go, the child may also go along. Finally the family got together in Medina Manawara. Now this didn't just happen, that all just packed up and just like going for some holiday and jumped in their vehicles and moved off. This was not just the some isolated incident. There were numerous incidents of this nature. The Sahib radiallahu is making hijrah, he's about to leave and he's surrounded by the kuffar. You came here from a foreign place, came completely empty handed and you came here and became wealthy. Now you want to take everything and go, you think we're going to allow you to go? Never, you're not going to go. So he said, okay, the deal, let's do a deal. You keep all my belongings. Whatever I've earned, my whole life savings. Everything, you keep it, let me go. Said, okay, very well, deal done. Said, well, okay, everything is yours. Left his entire life's earnings for Allah Taala. And now went empty-handed to Madinah Munawara. And so many incidents of this nature, the very, very great sacrifices that the Sahaba Ikram made, this was the hijrat that they made. Now this is that hijrat, the reward of this hijrat, obviously when hijrat becomes farz on somebody, then that's farz. But that hijrat now, which is no more farz, that's not possible to make that farz hijrat. But this hijrat is applicable to us all the time. And to earn the reward of that muhajir, well muhajiru man hajara ma nahallahu an. At the time of fajr, a person forsakes his bed. He leaves hijrat, hajara, to leave. He leaves his bed, leaves his home, and comes to the house of Allah Ta'ala for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. That too is a hijrat. Because he's forsaking all those temptations at that time to remain sleeping and the excuses of now, it's a little bit cold now, so just stay at home now. Where the masjid is just around the corner. So now he's putting all that behind him and he's forsaking all those leisures and comforts for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. That's a muhajir. Wal muhajiru man hajara Allahu an. What Allah has forbidden, he's putting that aside. He doesn't want to get involved in it. He's protecting his gaze. For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. He's a muhajir. He's holding back his tongue from ghibad, backbiting, from swearing, vulgar languages, from lying, all kinds of evil. That's a muhajir. He's protecting his heart and mind. He's saving himself from going to haram places despite the temptations. All the other evils and sins. This is a muhajir. Well, muhajiru man hajara ma nahallahu an. This is a muhajir. The one who forsakes what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So this is a very, very 
significant time that when this change of the year takes place, we then take note, okay, well, the new year has come, but what lesson is giving us? One is that the month of Muharram itself is a very auspicious month. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions the four sacred months. Minha arba'atun hurum. That four months are sacred. So one of the four sacred months is Muharram. Zulqada, Zulhijjah, Muharram and Rajab. And among these four sacred months, Muharram has the highest significance. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu highlighted the significance and in one hadith sharif, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu says that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi would await, or Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu narrates, that I never saw Nabi sallallahu alayhi awaiting any fast, meaning any single day fast, like the 10th of Muharram, and any month like the month of Ramadan. Month of Ramadan, that's the month obviously. But any day outside Ramadan that Nabi sallallahu alayhi really awaited that day, eagerly anticipated that day to fast on that day, was the day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. That's the month of Muharram that we are almost on the doorstep. And the other various virtues, inshallah, which you will hear in time, we might have already heard some, maybe the Jummah we will hear. But the point is that this is a very Mubarak time. The month being sacred itself, then these sacred, the very important days, the fast on the 10th of Muharram becomes a means of compensation of the past year's sins. According to one rewired, the fasting of that day is equivalent to one year's fast. But then there's one another very important lesson to take from here. In terms of the fasting on the 10th of Muharram, it's well known to us, every year we hear it, every year we revise the lesson. But the important thing is, after revising the lesson year in and year out, how much we implemented it. Every time that the 10th of Muharram comes, mashallah, people fast with a lot of zeal, enthusiasm, and especially currently in the winter months for us, very, very easy. But while the 10th of Muharram is the 10th of Muharram, but the fasting is on two days, 9th and 10th or 10th and 11th. Why? When Nabi Kareem Sallallahu came to Makkah, to Madina Munawwara, so he was informed that the Jews also fast on this day, on the 10th of Muharram. So he inquired from them, why you fast? So they explained that Musa Salam and the Bani Israel were saved from Firaun so as a token of thanksgiving we fast. Now the Sahaba were already fasting from before, Nabi Sallallahu was already fasting from before, meaning observing this fast. Now it came to light that the Jews are also fasting. So there was this outward apparent resemblance to some extent, some little extent. It was not in emulation of them because they didn't even know these people were fasting on the 10th of Muharram. It came to light later. But now this became a little bit of apparent resemblance. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu did not leave it at, as it was. He said to the Sahaba Ikram, Sumu Ashura wa Khaliful Yahud. Fast on the 10th of Muharram, but oppose the way of the Jews. Don't even keep that outward resemblance. What you should do? Sumu Yawman Qablahu or Yawman Ba'dahu. Fast one day before or one day after as well. 
So now you are fasting on two days, they are fasting on one day. That outward resemblance also has been now broken. Now what is the lesson we learned? That even this little bit of outward resemblance wasn't tolerated. So what about taking to heart things that the Yahud and Nasara have presented as a lifestyle? Their fashions, their styles, their way of doing things, their way of having a marriage, a wedding, their way of conducting business and all their styles and interests and whatever else goes with it, all the haram, their appearance and dressing, and especially the fashions that our mothers and sisters take to heart coming from the West, where it originated from? Who presented this? Here the Yahud were fasting, he did not even know that they were fasting. The Sahaba were fasting, fasting got nothing to do with these people's life. It's an ibadah that Allah Ta'ala gave us. But they were also fasting because it came to them also from the Nabi of the time, previous times. Though they had distorted many, many things. But this too wasn't left in that manner it was. It was changed. They don't resemble them. Now this is a very, very important lesson. When there's some outward resemblance taken to heart, that outward resemblance it starts making the inside gradually resemble them. The heart starts thinking like them. The aspirations of the heart become like their aspirations. The mind thinks like their minds. It starts off with outer resemblance, clothing, other things of life. <coughs> that what they have provided or as a way of life, as a style, as a fashion, that is now taken to heart, that is preferred, that is what this attraction in it was, then that starts impacting on the heart itself. And first the outer side starts resembling them, but gradually the inside starts, inside starts resembling them. And then a person starts talking their talk. And then they say starts walking their walk. And they can't make out the difference between who's who. And this is the lesson of Ashura maintaining the identity of a Muslim. Not allowing our identity to get dissolved. And not identity only in appearance. Our entire way of life must be distinct. That way of life which Nabi Karim has taught us. That is the identity of a Muslim. To live that life in the Mubarak emulation of the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Karim That is the prescription for safety. We started off with the dua. Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil amni wal iman wa salamati wal islam. We are asking Allah Ta'ala for the security, for the safety of our deen, our iman. The prescription of that security is to hold fast onto the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem Wasallam, The path of the pious predecessors. Hold on to that. That is the prescription for the safety. And when we will keep our deen and iman safe, the barakat of that, our dunya will be safe as well. We lose our safety of deen and iman, everything is gone. Allah Ta'ala grant us the the reality of these great lessons of the Quran and Sunnah, Allah Ta'ala make our hearts and minds fully immersed in the true understanding of the Quran and Sunnah, enable us to live the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, keep us with Iman, take us with Iman, and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.
ذکر پر افیوم من سے نندو آلی چاہتا موسیقی لا 
يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah اله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله out of your grace and mercy forgive us يا الله forgive the entire ummah of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah forgive what we did in the darkness of night ya Allah in the light of day ya Allah what we did deliberately and mistakenly ya Allah Allah there is nothing we can hide from you ya Allah ya Allah you know what is outward and apparent from us ya Allah you know what is in the recesses of our hearts ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah we beg of your grace and mercy ya Allah ilahul alamin show down your rahmat ya Allah show your maghfirat ya Allah Allah show your rahmat and maghfirat on the entire ummah of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul Alamin, make us the true ummatees of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Allah grant us a tawfiq of following the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah full our hearts with His love, ya Allah. Full our hearts with the love of His Mubarak way of life, ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, ya Allah. Allah remove the ways of Yahud and Nasara from our lives, ya Allah. From our hearts and minds, ya Allah. Ya Allah, from every aspect of life, ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, ya Allah, you keep us... Steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on iman and islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us, Ya Allah, steadfastness at the time of moth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, make us true muhajireen, Ya Allah. Make us muhajireen in reality, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has declared, Al-Muhajiru man hajara manahallahu anhu. The muhajir is the one who has forsaken what Allah has forbidden. Ya Allah, make us that muhajir, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we're making tawbah today, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, from all the evils we have been involved in, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept our tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us true muhajir, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us leave all these sins and vices forever, Ya Allah. Forsake them forever, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. The sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. The sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. The sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the Sahaba left everything behind for your sake, Ya Allah. They left their birthplaces, Ya Allah. They left their wealth and possessions, Ya Allah. They left their families, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hearts were broken, Ya Allah. Tears were shed, Ya Allah. Blood was shed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but for your pleasure, they forced, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they tolerated whatever it was, Ya Allah. And they made hijrat in your part, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the zeal of hijrat as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, for nafs and shaitan, we can't leave the smartphone out, Ya Allah. For nafs and shaitan, we can't leave the places of haram, Ya Allah. For nafs and shaitan, we can't leave all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how weak we have become, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we become muscles in the mouth of shaitan and nafs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us the true zeal of hijrat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the zeal of hijrat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot come anywhere close to the Sahaba Ikram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq, Ya Allah. That we give up the haram desires of our nafs, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we give up the temptations of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we sacrifice all this for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is all the deception of pleasure, Ya Allah. 
Allah, whatever nafs and shaitan are tempting us towards Ya Allah, complete deception Ya Allah, Ya Allah they are inviting us Ya Allah, with the deception of pleasure Ya Allah, into the reality of misery Ya Allah, in the reality of every destruction Ya Allah, Ya Allah you are inviting us to every good Ya Allah, Ya Allah grant us the reality Ya Allah, Ya Allah save us from all the temptations of nafs and shaitan Ya Allah, from the traps of nafs and shaitan Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah, Ya Allah all those who are sick of them Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Mustavirra, Daima, Allah, remove every face of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those in any kind of difficulty, hardship, worry, anxiety, depression, tension, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant itminan and sukoon to the hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant, Ya Allah, every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have any kind of difficulties in their risk, Ya Allah. Those who have financial problems, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on iman, Ya Allah. Raise us with perfect, take us with perfect iman, Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect iman, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us the shade of your Mubarak Arsh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the water of Kawsar from the Mubarak hand of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make every home a home of deen, Ya Allah. A home of iman, Ya Allah. A home of akhlaq, Ya Allah. A home of correct mu'asharat, Ya Allah. A home with this muhabbat, Ya Allah. A home of sukoon and itminan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Remove all the agents of shaitan from our homes, Ya Allah. Full our homes with the sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. With the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. With zikr and dua, Ya Allah. With salah, Ya Allah. With all the noble actions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have raised their hands with this dua. All who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. Allah, you fulfill each one's jayas needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant itminan and sukoon and barakat and afiyat to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us afiyat in our deen, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect us and the entire ummah, Ya Allah. And protect our progeny till qiyamah, Ya Allah. From all the fitnas that are lashing the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you safeguard the iman of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Safeguard the Islam of every mu'min, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us from all the fitnas, Ya Allah. Save our progeny till qiyamah from all the fitnas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you destroy the fitnas with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, wipe it out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allah, you bring around those people, Ya Allah, who you'll use as the means, Ya Allah. وَجَعَلَّنَا بِالْلَّدُنْكَ وَلِيَّا وَجَعَلَّنَا بِالْلَّدُنْكَ نَصِيرًا Ilahul Alameen, you grant us a helper, Ya Allah. You grant us a guardian, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Allah, you be our guardian and helper, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, and all the du'as that we have made, Ya Allah, whatever we have asked, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Ya Allah, what we should have been asking for, Ya Allah, without asking, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله